0: I was thinking about my 2014 movies.
1: I know, right? Because I fucked up.
0: All right, you got. I'm i
1: cha- I'm, I'm changing my year to 1946. What?
0: Why? Yeah, because there's Cause better movies. Like
1: no, the, the there's the movies there I've seen um, more, so I can like actually comment better on them than. Well, this is um, this
0: is going to be short, and you can just you can do 1946 next time, or you could do whatever you want.
1: Well, yeah, I can do whatever I want. i'm gonna pick 1946 because you picked 2014 so let's just have like a modern and classic you know
0: okay but i'm telling you i'm gonna do this three i have three parts to this because i have 15 movies so you can keep doing old old years
1: i went through the list 2014 has some fantastic movies in it
0: you know what what movie it has that i fucking hate that one best picture that year what was birdman yeah I just Thanks. I didn't I
1: didn't like Birdman but you know what hey Green Book won also and I hated that so they've got they've been doing some crap with the best picture
0: well they have a history of doing that but mm-hmm. I saw Birdman in the theater <laughs> do you remember that movie
1: uh yeah that was the, also one of the what's that single take type films
0: yeah that was that was the trick it was the, yeah that the was the but I remember, like, the, the movie could be summed up in one scene. There's this one scene where it's Edward Norton, right? He's in that? Yes. And then is it Emma Stone? Yes. And they're, they're like, talking, was it, like, behind the rafters or something in the theater? And I think one of them asked the other, like, like why, why are we here? Like, why are we doing this? And that summed up the movie for me. Like, what's the point of this? This movie <laughs> makes no sense. I don't. The,
1: what I say is always like, whenever there's something that doesn't make any sense, like, why is Birdman? <laughs>
0: <laughs> exactly. Why
1: is La La Land?
0: <laughs> but as much as I disliked Birdman, there were 15 movies I loved <laughs> that year. So I'm going to start with my favorite movies of 2014, part one of three. And
1: this has three parts because Jake just couldn't get enough of twenty fourteen.
0: And Sydney's going with
1: Nineteen Forty Six.
0: It was a very good year.
1: It was to quote Sinatra.
0: All right. So I'll start. Okay. One of my favorite movies of twenty fourteen is called The Raid Two. I've uh, never heard of that. It's I believe it's either Malaysian or it's Indonesian and it's a sequel to The Raid. <laughs> <laughs> I would argue the Ray Two is even better. And Ah,
1: so it's, it's like Godfather Two.
0: Yes. And it's about a cop who has to go undercover because of crime and mafia and kingpins and in Indonesia. But the reason you watch this movie is because it has some of the most incredible, well choreographed, uh life threatening stunts and martial arts sequences I have ever seen.
1: Well, who's in it? Uh
0: his is name it- is- Iko Uwas he's I mean he he's been in some other American movies but I I think he's known for for Raid and Raid 2 and it's like the plot doesn't even matter they have some of these like some of these action sequences are all one take and it's just unbelievable like I can't even imagine how much practice went into them okay and these stunts you know people were getting hurt (laughs) (laughs) they were nuts the Raid 2
1: okay what's next you're next. No, we're gonna let's stay in the year. Let's All not right. bounce back and forth.
0: Also, a movie that I loved and saw in the theater from 2014 was Top 5, starring Chris Rock and Rosaria Dawson. Do you remember that?
1: Yes, I do remember that one.
0: And Chris, Chris Rock uh, sort of plays a version of himself. He's a very successful comedian whose movies are just terrible. And he's made another movie. I think, oh, it's he's made a serious movie about that uh, slave rebellion in, uh, or no, Haiti. It was uh, the Uh-oh. Haiti rebellion. So he makes this serious movie and he's trying to promote it, but like everyone's expecting it to be to be terrible. And you see like scenes from the movie within the movie and they're like, obviously bad. And uh, he lets Rosaria Dawson, who's a reporter, follow him around for a day uh, just to like do her story about him. And uh, it's called Top 5 because, part of the thing they talk about is it's like top five favorite comedians of all time Mm -hmm. in the movie. And it's got some amazing cameos from like Jerry Seinfeld to uh, Tracy Morgan, even a small cameo by DMX. It's really funny and it's a really good movie. And it's a really good Chris Rock movie. Who's known for making really shit movies.
1: Like the character.
0: Yes. My third pick is called Eden. It's a French movie that chronicles the rise of electronic dance music through the life of a DJ. And it basically starts when I think he's in high school or college. He uh, begins working as a disc jockey at some club. And like he's a fictional character, but his life intersects with real uh, members of this musical community. Like For example, he, he, he's at a party where he meets the two guys from Daft Punk like right as they're taking off. And so it goes from when he starts to like when he's sort of middle-aged and it's kind of just about his journey. He doesn't he, he become very successful. He has some close calls to success, but it's just like sort of a, uh, like a life story and it's a bit of slice of life and it's French and I, I really enjoyed it and I watched it because uh, it was recommended by um, the guy who wrote American Psycho.
1: Brett Easton Ellis.
0: Yeah, when his podcast used to be free, I'd listen to it, and it was one of his favorite movies. And this isn't a movie I would watch. Brett Easton Ellis, yeah. And I watched Mm -hmm. it, and I liked it a lot.
1: Okay, I've never heard of that one.
0: Uh, Number four is going to be Obvious Child with Jenny Slate. It's a little indie comedy where she has to uh, navigate the murky waters of adulthood after finding out she's pregnant and thinking about getting an abortion. And I think it's a very very like humanistic and sort of comedic and awkward look at having to make that decision. And my last pick of my, in my series of the best movies of 2014. Part one. Part one is force majeure.
1: This is on my list. I think it's on Hulu right now.
0: Yes. You have to watch it. Yeah. So there's a remake that's coming out with Julie Louis dreyfus and um,
1: Steve Carell, right?
0: No, Will Ferrell.
1: Will Ferrell. Okay.
0: And I just, after you watch this, we can talk about it, but I don't think, I don't think the tone and the intent of the original movie will be captured by this remake because that's going to, I think it's going to go too much on the comedy side. Basically the movie is about this family who's vacationing in the Swiss Alps at some like ski resort. And then an avalanche happens. And as a consequence of this avalanche, it kind of creates these cracks in the family relationship and it's, It's pretty sad, but it's also very funny and a very unique movie. Yeah, I've been meaning
1: to watch that. That's definitely one of the top must watch movies on my list right now.
0: All right. Now it's your turn.
1: All right. Turning from 2014 to 1946, uh, we've got a whole slew of films. This is the first year after the war. So film noir becomes like a big deal. And I've got. one of the all-time best film noirs ever called Gilda, starring Rita Hayworth and Glenn Ford. It's also one of my all-time favorite movies. Glenn Ford plays a shady gambler who is picked up in an alley while playing craps by a mysterious stranger. And he later finds out that the stranger's new wife is his old flame. And a whole bunch of stuff ensues after that, including some stuff with some ex-Nazis, and it's set in South America. And Rita Hayworth in this movie is, I mean, I don't even know what to say. Like, I i was in love with her. She's incandescent. She's sultry. She's sexy. If you want to fall in love, yes, definitely. Gilda, for sure. That's interesting. Yeah. I, I was considering recommending that like a couple weeks ago, but didn't get around to it. Um, My next pick is The Best Years of Our Lives, which also won Best Picture that year. And it is the story of three vets who return home to find that the glory of service isn't always welcome after the war. And it's cynical, um, but it does have sort of an uplifting message at the end. But it's not what you would expect from Hollywood in 1946 in the story about returning veterans. I mean, they struggle with unemployment, the breakdown of marriages, PTSD, and it's a fantastic movie. And it's directed by William Wyler, and I think he won Best Director for this movie as well. And it has some great performances by Myrna Loy, who is usually like a queen of comedy, but she has a great dramatic performance here. Uh, Frederick March, Dana Andrews, Teresa Wright. And yeah, I love that movie. I don't know if you've ever heard of that.
0: I haven't, but yeah, I mean, I would be surprised to see something like that in 1946.
1: Mm -hmm. I mean, it's still a studio movie, but along with Gilda and um, my next pick, you can kind of see is sort of the turning, how things are turning dark. Um, And my next pick is The Strange Loves of Martha Ivers. And it's a noir classic. It stars Barbara Stanwyck, Van Heflin, Elizabeth Scott, and a very young Kirk Douglas in one of his earliest film film roles, where he's a lead, and it's a story of sort of this woman who commits a murder as a child, and the men who love her and her sort of descent into craziness.
0: Wow, that uh, I feel like I bet that movie was an inspiration for a lot of stuff I've seen, or for mm-hmm. filmmakers that. I've-
1: Martha Ivers
0: yeah because i feel like i've seen elements of that played out in more modern movies
1: Mm -hmm. but that's it's it's a good one and then my next pick i i mean at the time i guess they would have called it a woman's picture it stars joan crawford and john garfield who is one of the most underrated if not forgotten sadly forgotten actors of the 40s in a story about A young guy, he's poor, and his mother buys him a violin. He is a prodigy and rises to the top of his profession with the help of a patron played by Joan Crawford. A love affair ensues. She's older than him, and then tragedy. But it's beautiful, and it's one of those 40s dramas that everyone should see, especially if you love classic movies and tearjerkers. Sounds sad. I don't think you would like it, honestly. (laughs) <laughs> I don't. Out of all of these, I was like, no. The one that you might like the best, though, is my final pick, and it's called The Stranger, and it stars Orson Welles as an ex Nazi living under a false identity in America, and his identity is discovered. And it's sort of the steps that he has to take to not be found out by the FBI. And I think we always think of Orson Welles in terms of Citizen Kane, forgetting that he's a really good actor and it was in a lot of other movies before he kind of became a character of him, caricature of himself later in life. And this is one of those movies.
0: All right, yeah, that does sound interesting.
1: So those are my picks from 1946.
0: Great, well, join us next time When I will continue with part two of my three-part series of the best films of 2014.
1: And I'll probably pick another year.
0: Another old year.
1: Another old year.
0: You've been listening to Two for the Matinee, special picks.
1: Bye!